these simple du'as that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi recited on the various occasions are aspects that connect one to Allah Ta'ala when it is done consciously. If it is done with consciousness that a person on the occasion is reciting a du'a especially if he can recite it with the meaning in mind then each time this is developing this connection and bond with Allah Ta'ala. All these du'as are filled with the praises of Allah Ta'ala, filled with shukr, filled with the acknowledgement of the greatness of Allah Ta'ala, expression of the greatness of Allah Ta'ala. So this is a very great thing. Hazrat Mawlana Ismail Rahmatullah who was the father of Hazrat Mawlana Ilyas Rahmatullah he had become bayat to Hazrat Mawlana Rashid Ahmad Gangui Rahmatullah in his very old age. So he said to the Gangui Rahmatullah that I am not able to undertake all these mujahadat and exercises. Those days things used to be done in very great detail. I am past that age to be able to do all these very difficult things. So Gangui Rahmatullah asked him that the first question is that this aspect of nisbat, this connection with Allah Ta'ala, do you have this? He said, Alhamdulillah, with the barakat of punctuality on the masnoon du'as on their occasions. Alhamdulillah, with the barakat of that, I have achieved this. Now, it doesn't mean that a person didn't, doesn't do anything else. Obviously, all his faraiz, wajibat, sunnat muqqada, all these things were in place. And together with that, he was staying away from haram, obviously. So that itself, that mujahada was there. And he was very conscious and punctual on reciting the masnoon du'as on their occasions. But this became the means of gaining this great wealth of nisbat, this connection with Allah Ta'ala. So these du'as are very, very effective and very deep. So one simple du'a that we repeated many times, and inshallah this is part and parcel of our daily practice in our wudu. Very, very comprehensive dua that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to recite at the time of wudu, while making wudu. Wudu itself is an ibadat, and when a person makes wudu in the Hadith Sharif, it is reported that as he washes each limb, then the sins are washed away. Primarily, this refers to the minor sins. But in this dua, there is the aspect of istighfar as well. And begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, inshallah, with this consciousness a person will do it, then even the major sins will get washed away. If this element of toba is included in this. So on the one hand, the minor sins are being washed away with this dua, inshallah, the major sins will get washed away. We need to have that niyat in it. And then this will enhance this ibadat of wudu. Wudu itself is a great ibadat. This will enhance the ibadat of wudu. If we keep ourselves occupied in these du'as, then that wudu will become so much better. Otherwise, we'll end up talking, especially worldly talk, while wudu destroys the nur of the wudu. And it destroys that ibadat. So this very simple, comprehensive du'a that Nabi Wasallam used to recite, Allahumma khfilli dhambi. Three short little sentences. 
Allahumma khfirli zambi. Oh Allah, forgive my sins. Now, as we said, that in this is the niyat, that this is toba. Ya Allah, I'm repenting from all my sins. So inshallah, the major sins also get washed away. So this is a person's greatest need, maghfirat. If he gets forgiven, what more he wants? If in that moment, a person has just made wudu, and he recited this sincerely, and that maghfirat came, and in that state of wudu, he passed away. So what more does he want? This is that greatest desire of every mu'min that he leaves the dunya in a way that he is forgiven. So, sooner or later everybody has to go. Between one salah and the other is always going to be the time. Whichever time it is. So a person has made wudu, he's made that wudu consciously, he's made this dua in that wudu and he got forgiven. Subhanallah, his work is done. So the first part is Allahumma khfirli zambi. Then, وَوَسِّعْلِي فِي دَارِي Allah, make my home spacious for me. Making the home spacious, what does this mean? Does it mean that it's going to get physically extended? Spacious is not necessarily in terms of physical space. Sometimes, no matter how spacious something is physically, it might be a hundred by hundred palace, but the person is still feeling like a fish out of water in there. Person is not comfortable in the most luxurious place. Why? Because that spaciousness which comes from Allah Ta'ala's side, due to sins, due to that place being devoid of the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, that barakat is snatched away. And together with that, that sukoon is taken away. So that place a home in Arabic, the word is maskan. Maskan means an abode. Comes from the word sukun. Sukun means peace, tranquility. So a home is supposed to be a place of peace and tranquility. But this peace and tranquility will come when Allah Ta'ala infuses it. When Allah Ta'ala blesses that home with that peace and tranquility. Allah Ta'ala will bless it when the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala is taking place when haram is not taking place in there. Haram snatches away that peace. Now there's all kinds of haram taking place there. The music is on, the box is carrying on, somebody is sitting on the internet watching haram, somebody is doing something else. When all the haram is taking place, then namazes are not being performed. So all this snatches away that peace, takes away that sukun. And on trivial things then, fires get lit. The issue is to make this a place of sukoon. So here in this dua, Nabi Islam is teaching us such a wonderful dua that we are asking for this sukoon. If this dua gets accepted, we'll get the tawfiq of doing those things that bring the sukoon. And to remove those things that take the sukoon away. So, Allah, make my home spacious for me. No matter how small it will be, a person will still be comfortable in it. Because comfort is in the heart. Comfort is not in the physical self. Physically, a person can be in the lap of comfort. If his heart is in turmoil, then all the outer and external things are of no use. But if his heart is in comfort, then he's happy wherever he is. So, 
This is the main thing. Together with that, a person has whatever Nehmas Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with, Alhamdulillah. It's come in a halal way. Nurun ala nur. So the second part is, Ya Allah, make my home spacious for me. Meaning, make it a place of comfort, of sukoon. Make it a place of peace and tranquility for me. And a place where I feel comfortable. And wabarikli fi rizqi. Ya Allah, grant me barakat in my rizq. We aspire and we chase after kathrat. Kathrat means abundance. But the thing to chase after is barakat. Abundance, whatever is meant to come, will come. Person makes a moderate effort. How much he has been destined to achieve, he will get. He cannot escape that. A person's risk follows him just as death follows him. He cannot escape death. He cannot escape his risk. Person will never die until he has completed every last drop and grain of his risk. He will not leave the dunya till he has eaten that last drop, a last grain, and has drunk that last drop. So whatever last cent he is meant to get, he'll get. But if there is barakat in that, then that will become a means of benefit for him. If there is barakat in it, then it will become a source of comfort and peace for him. If there is barakat in it, then it will become a means of great productivity. Then that same rizq will earn him the akhirat. And if the barakat is snatched away from it, is devoid of barakat because of the way it was earned, or whatever else, the ill deeds that a person gets involved in, if that barakat is snatched away, that same thing will become musibat. The same thing will become totally devoid of any production. Productivity will be gone. It'll get wasted in haram. It'll get wasted in futile things. It'll get wasted in trying to make a name for oneself. And neither will that happen. And the akhirat is gone obviously in that. So this is when the barakat is out of it. So the first thing to aspire is barakat. In this barakat, then inshallah even in a small quantity, Allah Ta'ala will make his work get done. And if it is devoid of barakat, no matter what the quantity would be, a person will still be all the time still looking for something. So this is again in the same dua. What a wonderful, beautiful dua. Our deen and dunya, everything included in three sentences. Can we imagine all our needs of deen and dunya? Allahumma khfilli zambi. This includes all our needs of deen. And wawasi'li fi dari, wabarikli fi rizqi, all our dunya came away in this. So a person very consciously recites this dua and repeatedly at the time of washing each limb, he can recite this dua. There are other duas as well, but this is the masnoon dua that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi used to recite and very simple to learn, very, very easy. So we should try and learn this dua and at the time of our wudu, at least a few times, recite this dua consciously and inshallah by means of this, that wudu will be enhanced, that wudu will become more valuable and it will also become a means of us gaining all these great bounties and benefits. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Together with this, the morning and evening du'as that we are taught. So just as an encouragement, we recite a few of these things jointly here. This is also something to make part of our daily practice. Not just only for while we are in Atikaf or while we are here in Ramadan. But this is supposed to be part of our daily life. So... Among the very, very easy 
aspects but very great rewards. One is the recitation of the last three ayat of Surah Al-Hashr. In the hadith, Nabi Sallallahu says, the person who recites these ayat three times, A'udhu Billahi Sameel Aleem Minash Shaitanir Rajeem, and thereafter recites his last three ayat, which are very often recited in Salah as well, other times, so most people would know them by heart. Then 70,000 angels make dua of maghfirat for the person from the morning, he recites it in the morning till the evening. 70,000 angels making dua maghfirat for us. Can we imagine this? And for such a simple amal, Allah Ta'ala's grace and bounties and Allah Ta'ala's mercy is limitless. But we need to take it. We need to show the eagerness to receive it. And if the person passes away in that time, mata shahidan, he passes away as a shaheed, with the rank of a shaheed. And he recites it as night. Night means from maghrib, after maghrib. So he recites it as night, then till the next morning, 70,000 angels make dua maghfirat for him. And he passes away in the cause of that night, he passes away as a shaheed. So this should become part of our daily practice to recite these last three ayat of Surah Al-Hashr. Inshallah, we will do this now. A'udhu billahi al-sami'il alimi minash shaytanir rajeem. A'udhu billahi al-sami'il alimi minash shaytanir rajeem. A'udhu billahi al-sami'il alimi minash shaytanir rajeem. Huwa Allahu alladhi la ilaha illa hu. Alimu al-ghaybi wa al-shahada huwa al-rahman al-rahim. Huwa Allahu alladhi la ilaha illa hu. Al-Maliku al-Quddusu al-Salamu al-Mu'min al-Muhaymin al-Aziz al-Jabbar al-Mutakabbir Subhanallahi amma yushrikun Huwa Allahu al-Khaliqu al-Bari'u al-Musawwiru lahu al-Asma'u al-Husna Yusabbihu lahu ma fi al-Samawati wal-Arub Wa huwa al-Aziz al-Hakim Then in one hadith Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught the recitation of the last three quls Surah Ikhlas, Surah Falaq and Surah Nas three times each. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam reports this, that it was a very stormy night, very dark and wind, stormy night. He came out and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, recite. So I asked, recite what? So then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam thought to recite this. And he said, yakfika min kulli shay. That this will suffice for you from everything. Suffice for you from everything one explanation of this is that if a person didn't have the opportunity to recite any other wadaif, ma'amulat, etc., and he just suffices on this two, this two would take care of everything. This doesn't mean that a person should not fulfill the rest of the ma'amulat, but this is the effect of this. Then, yakfika min kulli shay, meaning yakfika min kulli sharr, from every evil evils of jinn, jadu and all kinds of other evils and hardships and difficulties, the yaqeen should be in those things that Nabi Wasallam himself has taught. So this is the wazifa that Nabi Wasallam has taught. So this should become part of our daily practice as well, morning and evening. So let us recite this inshallah three times each with Bismillah, Surah Ikhlas, Surah Falak and Surah Nas. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الفلق من شر ما خلق ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس الله تعالى give us توفيق to make this a part of our daily practice and morning and evening we should be reciting these things Inshallah, the next program will be at half past 11, which time be ready before that. Just one other point. Alhamdulillah, we all make the effort to wake up early, so for that we have our alarms. So that's a very good thing to have an alarm to wake one up. But there are two, three things to just bear in mind in this regard. One is that if that alarm has a musical tone of some sort, then that, let alone the masjid anywhere, especially in the masjid and anywhere that is not permissible so that should be totally changed most of these mm, nowadays all the alarms on phones so it's all something that can be changed and if it can't be changed then you're going to change the phone then because that in any case is not permissible so that musical tone shouldn't be anywhere and especially in the house of Allah Ta'ala. second thing is that the volume of that alarm should be adjusted to wake us up everybody has a different capacity somebody wants to wake up very early mashallah all the better somebody needs to rest so it's not farz or wajib to wake up at one o'clock or two o'clock so everybody would wake up according to his own capacity somebody wants to sleep he's not well he wants to sleep till seri time by all means so we adjust that alarm to wake us up Sometimes it happens that the alarm wakes everybody else up, but the person is meant to wake up. So that shouldn't be the case also. So in any case, these things are important to consider.